The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now, urgent reform is needed to address address taxi shortages. So says the Finnegale TD, Emer Higgins, who is with me now. Emer, what's the problem, and how do we solve it? Well, listen, I think we all know the problem is a shortage um, of taxi drivers and ultimately that puts some people off going on a night out altogether. That has an impact on nighttime economy. It puts others in a vulnerable situation where they're waiting alone in the dark late at night to get home. And really the solution is to get more drivers on the road to resolve that. Um, I suppose there's some positives and that is that more people want to become taxi drivers and that's really welcome um, because we need them and we need them to get on the road uh, quicker. Um, and I suppose uh, as a customer, we, we know this because we feel it at peak times, at weekends, around big gigs or concerts or sporting events. Uh, and what I'm suggesting is one way of getting more taxi drivers on the road uh, quicker is to streamline the whole application process so that people can apply for their Garda vetting in parallel for their application for their Garda, or in parallel for their application for their driving test to become a taxi driver. Um, so, so at the moment, you do, you do one and then the other, is that it? Exactly, yeah. So ta- taxi licences are issued by the Gardaí and they're issued after the Garda clearance checks happen and that can only be applied for after you pass the test. So let me give you a real-life example of a taxi driver in my constituency in Lucan. He passed his test last April. He applied in May for Garda clearance at his local Garda station and that took two months and then he waited another two months um, for the final sign-off by the carriage office. So that mind that there was a four-month delay between him becoming certified as a professional driver in terms of passing his test and actually being able to be out on the road, earning a living and picking customers up. And at the end of the day, we need more people out on the road. We know that. And so I think if you're able to apply for both of those things in parallel, Mm. it would mean um, that somebody like him, for example, would have been out on the road in April, not in September. Jim Waldron is with us as well, spokesperson for the National Private Hire and Taxi Association. Jim, have we a shortage and is the way to deal with it by streamlining this process? Uh, No, no, we don't have a shortage. We have plenty of taxis to go around. Uh, The problem is that uh, drivers don't feel safe. And this is a cop out with the Fine Gael over and over again, blaming the taxi drivers on the safety of the people in the city. There's no buses at night time. The the government have failed provide a public transport service. The same amount of people get into town in the evening time as get home and go home in the evening time. The same transport is not there after midnight. So the government need to have a look at themselves and put guards on the streets so when people are waiting for taxis, they feel safe while they're waiting on taxis. Uh, A number of different issues uh, uh, brought up there. I mean, I'm not sure Emer blamed you for uh, taxi drivers for this. What she was blaming was no, the fact that you can't no, but, you can't but, apply but, but, for but she starts off, guard of vetting she at the same time as your licence. No, but she started off a statement there's a shortage of taxis and this is the drivel we're hearing from government people all the time. They're trying to destroy what is a very legitimate business. We're providing a public transport service very, very professionally and what, all of this talk is is, is uh, disheartening for taxi drivers, and there's no guarantee that you get your driver you're talking about on the road today that he will work on a Friday night or a Saturday night. So. To make a living in the business, we have to make a living. We have 25,000 families relying on the taxi business. And the promotion that you have there now is just a, a cop-out. Instead of facing the transport problems that are really there and piling the responsibility onto taxis, okay. it's e- not the taxi driver's fault. Emer, is your drivel so, just trying to destroy an industry? So, firstly, I'm absolutely not blaming taxi drivers for anything. Nothing I've said has said that. 
Uh, secondly, there are buses that run at night, and um, there's there's new 24-hour bus streets under Bus Connect. The C-Spine in my own area, and Lucan is an example, the 15 and other areas of the city centre, that they are happening at night. Um, and what we need as well is to supplement that by having more taxi drivers available to work at night and having more taxis in our city centre. Um, I think if you ask anybody on the street, you have, a back the, you have a bike to front, Damer. I'm sorry, you have a but bike to front. But we're 30% less we taxis on the we should, road we now than we had more, 10 we years should, ago. That's the fact. We should have, no, we should have, yeah, we, well, I tell you, we should have more buses on the street, not more taxis on the do. street. A bus we're will so. take 90 people home. Do you know we're that the both. bus was stopped going to Tala 35 times? Over the last we three months, we need both on the road, and and that's exactly what what I'm advocating for. Um, I'm pleased that Dublin Bus and the Go Ahead Ireland and that the NTA are rolling out 24 hour bus routes. That is happening, and, and they've been very successful in many places around the city centre. We need taxi drivers there to be able to supplement that as well. Okay, Emer's finished your point, Jim. Amar, you're missing the point. The point is that taxi drivers don't feel safe in their workplace between the midnight hours and two in the morning. And something has to be done to prevent uh, taxis being attacked on regular occasions so as taxis feel safe to work in their workplace. So, so Jim, sorry, can I, I'm just challenge. trying to understand this. So it, it, it's a thing you're saying that there is a shortage in town, but the shortage is because taxi drivers don't want to work in certain parts of the city at night, is it? No, well, I tell you. Well, there can't, there can't be there can't be no shortage, and there is a shortage because you won't work. Twenty-two hours of the day, I would say, there are more than sufficient amount of taxis. At two hours, particularly, and I'm giving you the, the times. Usually, the closing time at the pub, and we haven't got into spreading that out. By the way, like you know what I mean, where is that? If that was brought in, well, maybe people would be able mm. to stay a little bit longer in the pub and take them home. But for two hours, there is a sort of a peak time. You know, I'm not saying there isn't a peak time, but there has to be a reasonable expectation, expectation from the public to know that they get a taxi, which is one thing. But there has to be an expectation that they'd have to wait a short amount of time to get a taxi. Uh, well, well, I mean, so, so uh, I'm not sure. Again, I mean, ta- you every, say taxi drivers, no taxi drivers are working then at night. I'm not, I'm not sure I'm about this saying, issue about safety. Like you're saying, they, they, they won't work during certain hours, but there is plenty of taxis during those hours to get people home? No, I'm, sa- I'm saying there's a higher demand for taxis at a particular time that uh, I believe if the environment was created that our other existing drivers would work longer hours or different hours to facilitate that. Okay. And taxi drivers doesn't mean that these people coming into the business will work them hours. They don't work them hours. They, you, th- this is the point. You know, you just add in more taxi drivers and they just take a piece of the pie of the daytime rate or the evening time rate, but they don't work the hours that are what we consider I get, dangerous hours. Okay. I get the point yeah, you're making. I, I, I want to bring in uh, Kieran Hart, who's the general manager with Uber Ireland. Uh, Kieran, should we just have Uber in this country like exists in lots of other countries? Would that help solve the problem? Well, look, we do have Uber operating here and we certainly believe that there needs to be more taxis in Ireland. And I think Emma touched upon it before. We we, we had 27,000 taxis 10 years ago. We're now under 20,000. Now, looking at it internationally, the rise in the use of apps like Uber, like Freenow, has grown the demand for taxi services. So taxi services around the world are actually growing and growing really strongly. Ireland is such an outlier that we actually have regulations which have seen taxi drivers falling over the past 10 years that we're seeing as a squeeze. And 
In the past week, we've heard this from um, the Restaurants Association of Ireland suggesting that it's impacting their members' business. We've heard it from the Vintners Federation. Earlier this year, Dublin bus themselves saying they need more taxis to support the nighttime academy, the economy. Dublin Airport as well. We're hearing it from so many parts of our community that I think it's a bit hard to believe that we don't need taxi drivers. Well, and again, no one's blaming the taxi drivers who are working. They're doing mm. a great job. We just need more of them. But what what, what do you say, Kieran, to Jim's point that you, you increase the number of taxi drivers and they they still won't work during those kind of peak hours at kind of 1, 2, 3 a.m.? because there's just no appetite to work, because it's just too chaotic. So what you end up is lots of Uber drivers working during the day when other taxi drivers are also working, and you still have people queuing up at night. So we see, we speak to a lot of drivers who are very interested in coming on and working specifically those times of day. So not necessarily full-time taxi drivers. And one of the challenges with the Irish industry is that we actually don't have a system which allows enough part-time drivers to come in and, and to have cars on the road when those peak demand times come. And so what we need to do there is not only streamline the application service, actually need to go further and reform the current application service. So things like requiring drivers to complete area knowledge tests, spending a year up to six to eight weeks memorising streets and landmarks is just so old-fashioned. There is never going to be a better way than a GPS service to tell you that there is traffic up ahead and there's actually a better way to go than the one you memorised. So modernising our application Mm. process, opening it up to get more people into the industry will absolutely bring drivers who are going to work in those key periods when we need them. Uh, Jim, that's good news, isn't it? That if we relax the rules and get more Uber drivers, uh, Kieran says he knows some of them will work at those peak hours. Well, no, there's no guarantee to that whatsoever. This is this is just um, it's rubbish talk. There's no guarantee these people are going to work their hours. Uh, and uh, in, in regards to technology, there's nobody objecting to the use of technology coming into the business. Added into the uh, to the uh, knowledge test, put put on the uh, sat nav onto it as well. Like you know what I mean? But you don't want to be getting into a car like I did quite recently. To be honest with you, a taxi I got in and I asked the guy, "Could you drive me to Crumlin Place?" And he said, "Sir, you show me." He said, "Like you know what I mean?" And I said, "Do you not know where Crumlin?" is like you know I'll put it in the sat nav now like you can't have that type of a service that's somebody who has passed the test and they're relying on their their um, their, their, their um, technology equipment so, so you, you just can't you 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 don't believe Kieran when he says that that you know he's spoken to drivers, there are part-time drivers waiting to go who would work those late hours. You're just not there's, buying there's, it. Well, no, I'm not buying it. I'll tell you why, Karen. There is no obstacle to anybody coming into this industry at the moment. There's about 20 new drivers per week coming into the business at the moment. I think there's a thousand new drivers come in in the last year. And, you know, it, like people are still complaining about the two hours and it's about the two hours of the evening time. And that's the only time that we're complaining about. You, you, like, ask Mr. Uber there. Uh, sorry, I don't know the chap's name. Kieran Kieran Hart. Kieran Hart. Ask Kieran there, what's his average wait time for a passenger during the day? Um, Mr. Uber, what's your average wait time for a passenger during the day? Mr. Um, Uber says it changes from city centre to, to right across the city. And more importantly, it's a Dublin city issue. This is a national issue. He doesn't want issue. to tell you. We're having these same things happen in rural communities right across the country. So it is much bigger than just talking about this conversation on Harcourt Street Friday night at 2am. 
we are seeing a lack of availability transport. And the other thing that's great news for the taxi industry is when you build an industry, we've seen this in countries all around the world, where taxis become reliable enough and you know you can rely on getting a taxi at any time, the more people start to use them. We start getting away from using our private cars. We actually start using taxis more and more. And we've seen that across the UK. We've seen that across... Okay, can I come back in, please? Yeah, Jim. Can I come back in? I work in, I'm in our office regular enough, okay? And we have several drivers come into our office for a cup of tea, okay? And as they're in the office for a cup of tea, they have their apps on, whether it's free now, whether it's Uber. And they're all complaining for the last two weeks. Not today, I might add, because we have a lot of American visitors today. There's no work on the apps. They're, they're, they're actually, they're responding, they're fighting, they're, they're nearly fighting to press the button sometimes. Who gets the job first? Okay, so the response time, any other time other than what we're talking about, is almost immediate. Almost immediate. And if we're talking about dumbing down, uh, dumbing, and that's, what it's, that's, what, that's really what people are saying. Dumb down the entry level, okay, and don't vet people properly. Well, we have to be vetted properly, and if it takes six months, that's how long it takes. It's not profit we're talking about, it's the public safety, the public transport. And these people that you have on the line there are putting that at risk. Kieran, are you putting public safety at risk? Yeah, look, I don't think anyone is actually talking about removing a guard of vetting or any of these safety checks. I think it's a bit silly. In fact, people are using apps more and more because they deliver a higher bar of safety. People can track where their journey is going. People know exactly who the driver is. They see the car before it arrives, have a photo of the driver. These are the very reasons why app businesses are growing taxi usage all across the world. So what we're talking about is not about the safety. It's just about how can we more readily get people who we, are, we know are out there keen to join the industry, how do we get them removed mm. of the obstacles that are in their way and get them driving? And an, an area knowledge test, which Jim himself said, doesn't seem to fit the purpose that it's currently doing today. So let's look at scrapping it. Let's look at testing people on being able to use things like sat-nav technology. Kieran Hart, Uber Ireland's General Manager. Jim Waldron is the spokesperson for the National Private Hire and Taxi Association. And Emer Higgins, Finnegale TD, thank you all very much for joining me. If I was a taxi driver, I would not be welcoming Uber into the market in the way it operates in other countries. With open arms, it would absolutely erode your livelihood. So I understand the anger. But I'm not a taxi driver, I'm a punter. And I've used Uber abroad in other countries where it is much more liberal. And I found it bloody brilliant. So, I mean, that's the thing you're trying to balance. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.